Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel, best place for long-term stock investors. Now, in today's video, it's gonna be a very interesting one for you retail investors or specifically glove lovers, right? Cause we're gonna be talking about all of these uh, glove stocks, top glove, Hata Lega, Kors and Supermax, as well as Inco and what's happening, why is there a rebound recently? And in the next segment, we're gonna be discussing a little bit about dating and investing, so stay tuned. As a disclaimer, none of what we say should be taken as financial advice. If you need that sort of advice, please speak to a professional. And as another disclaimer, we do own shares in Supermax. Hey guys, before we begin, just to let you know, we have a totally free masterclass just for you to sign up for in the comment section or the description where we will guide you on how you can build a six to seven figure portfolio using the power of stock investing. Go check it out. Okay, MJ. Yes, yes. So, Glove, well, I mean, recently has been going up pretty much, pretty yeah. decent actually. 30% I mean, like for Top Glove. Yeah, so there's 30% up, and then we see another 30% up for Hata Lega. Korsan is up. As usual, Korsan is always, always the, <laughs> the laggard, Yeah, it's always the laggard. And one. as usual, Supermax is always the highest. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, we did cover uh, our, uh, I mean, our own opinion on gloves. I yes. mean, you also did deep Many dive times, a little bit on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we did a video on like if you are holding top glove, please do watch that video. Uh, I think you can click that video yeah. over here. And recently, it has been rebounding really very hard. So, is there any catalyst? Like, what do you see in, uh, in glove? Um, I don't think so. Uh, from what I hear, um, chatting around, a lot of this is actually just rotations. So. When we are in a bear market, one of the aspects that is often overlooked or not discussed is that a lot of what we call smart, so-called so, so smart money, like institutional money, fund managers, all that, mm. are looking for sources of return, right? And so part of that comes in, I don't want to say market making, but certainly they go into unloved industries with a big chunk of capital, which then you know pushes the price up and mm -hmm. things like that. So in a bear market, it's very common because it's very hard to find companies that do well, right? Uh, at least in terms of share price. So from what I hear is that uh, a lot of this is rotation. So um, a lot of the companies, maybe they, uh, a lot of the fund management companies or institutional monies, maybe they got into uh, something like, I don't know, oil and gas, mm. they've done uh, quite well, but they realize maybe there's not much left to run. So they are transitioning into uh, something else. Yeah. So they say, well, gloves is uh, pretty low. Let's give it a pump. It's very normal. And actually, if you, read, if you look at the chart, let's just go back to top glove, right? So if you look <laughs> across the past five years, right? As it keep declining, there are always all these small little pumps on. Yes. So like here, you know, you see, uh, there you, you got a nice uh, 20 over percent pump in, in March. And then you've got another one uh, in, uh, sorry. Uh, yes. How do I do it? Yes. Yeah, you go one year. Yeah. So you can see that, that there's a pump here, right? 20 over percent. And then here again. Yeah, there's uh, always like those small little rebounds, yeah, uh, you yes. see. But as it rebounds, it's like, getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, and so it's called, uh, they call it dead cat bounces, uh, right? Mm. Or like bear market rally, uh, they call it. Mm. So 
if you look at the past year, right, this is whatever is happening today, which is where we are up like what thirty over percent mm. has happened. Uh, probably so. Maybe here is one time, two times here, three, four, and then five. Mm. Happened five times in terms of spikes. Then, of course, if you extend further, you you get even more, lah, right? Yep. So it's very normal for for things like that to happen. Am I saying that therefore we are in a bear rally? Um, no, ne- not necessarily, but it's something you guys need to take note of, yep. right? Uh, yep. And if you have lost uh, faith in gloves, but you have a whole certain holding in it and you felt like, you know, you put so much money into it and it's down so much and the cost is sunk. Uh, if you believe it's a bad rally, if you believe that the company is not something you like, perhaps this is an opportunity for you to exit during mm. this. Right? But if you have a long-term outlook, uh, which I certainly put myself in that category, then certainly, uh, although gloves, the, in the, the entire situation has tra- changed, I personally have a very small position into gloves because I believe that um, I get the feeling that it's a bit overblown. How is it that... Uh, Today the price is lower than five years ago. Yep. Right. They're a lot bigger. They have more capacity and things like that. And in fact, it's like 2015 prices. Right? Yeah. So, but I have a long-term outlook. I'm I'm I have a wi- uh, willingness to hold, and so my objectives are very different. Hmm. Right. Actually, uh, I have nothing much to add on. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we we just did, did uh coverage on gloves like. Uh, two weeks, a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, so uh, fundamentals don't really change that quick. Yeah. Like it's just a snap of a finger, like a few weeks. You have to look at the numbers and what the numbers are telling us. Uh, I mean, if you did study a little bit about Inco, because they recently just announced their quarterly earnings uh, yeah. and they actually reported uh, operating loss. So uh, thank uh, thank God that's like a uh, stop bit uh, because I, yeah, I managed to like, uh, sneak peek and see a little bit of this update. So their quarter three report, right? They actually announced a hundred and sixty-one million uh China yuan of operating losses. Yeah. And their operating margin loss is right now a negative ten point nine percent. So what does this tell you? I mean, it still doesn't look that there's a positive outlook for yep. Glove at the moment. I mean, China is still con. I mean, we heard it even from Hata Legas AGM that the Chinese players are aggressively selling their gloves at the yes. below market value. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So this is a recorded recording, right? On yes, Hata correct, Lega. correct. Yeah. Even Hata Lega CEO admitted this themselves that they are in a space where it is pretty, if they want to compete, they have to compete with price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another thing is that Yes, there's a lot of small players. Are uh, some are out of uh, business. Some are desperately selling, yep. wanted to sell their glove business. But that doesn't mean that the big four will actually uh, purchase them. True. Yeah, because they want to know whether is it really that. Uh, number one is of course is it uh how how's the operational efficiency is it really yes, that yes, good? Yes, yes. I mean, there's like certain uh, standard and requirements uh, that the big four has before actually uh, acquiring those uh, small players. So True. that is something you still need to know. Uh, there's still a lot of blood <laughs> in the market in the glove industry. Uh. Yeah, yeah. True. But uh yeah, I mean just to echo, honestly, we we just this video as an update. Honestly, there's not much 
else that we can add uh, that we haven't already added, go watch some of our other videos on Tom mm. Glove or yeah. Gloves in general. Yeah. Okay. I think that's about it. Yep. Yeah. We'll Move be talking the next, about yep. the next one, which is dating. All right, guys. If you didn't know, we have a one-on-one mentorship program where you can apply for, where we level up your stock investing based on tailor-made solutions. If you're interested, you need to apply. Not all of you will get into an interview. It's only 20% of you all will do it and even fewer will get to hop on the program. But if you're confident that you can qualify, you can click on the link and fill in your details in the comment section or the description. All right, guys, welcome back. Okay, so in this segment, we're going to be talking about dating and investing. Ooh. Okay, so I actually came across this article, right? It is three things dating and investing have in common. Okay, so the first one is basically they mentioned that it's actually really crucial for you to align on your core values. Right. Right, so basically about this core value thingy, right? So assuming that you are a long-term value investor, but your partner, it is a get rich quick. Like, yeah. oh, she's like a always wanting to get instant return. Mm. Those kind of uh, values. So, how uh, would you like consider still dating that girl, or mm. would you like start to like separate yourself because it differs from your core value? Yeah, I think I think generally the answer would be no because uh, money alongside, I believe, infidelity are the two. Uh, top two reasons for uh, divorce. Mm. Um, of course, with breakups, maybe it's a bit different, but I think it's roughly the same. So yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. However, is there a circumstance where, you know, maybe like every other aspect of her is so great that, you know, maybe it can trump this part. Mm. Again, unlikely, but it, if there's such a situation, it has to be where... Uh, okay, look, uh, some people, like, okay, just as a tangent, right? You know that there are a lot of families that last very long and do very well, where one side, one, let's say the father is a spender and the mother is a saver, vice versa, yep. right? We know that's possible. What I think is important is to um, actually compromise and to uh, set the boundaries right. So let's say if I'm more long-term, I want to delay gratification and I want to spend it now. Let's say, okay, uh, you can do that, but maybe don't spend everything, mm. right? So to put numbers to it, let's say if you're always saving half your income, um, it's also not very fair to impose that on your future spouse or your girlfriend, right? Vice versa. But at the same time also, you have to tell her if you are saving nothing and if you are getting the credit card that that is not that is going to hurt like you, number one, and number two is going to hurt me as well as an extension. Right. Okay. So um, as a result, you will need to help her, let's say if she's the spender, right, to say, okay, look, how about this? We start with uh, zero savings. No, assuming you got credit card debt, right? Just try to stay on budget. Mm. So you spend everything you earn. It's fine, okay? That's a start. And then maybe push her to, let's say, 5%, 10%. Can she do that or not? Mm. And then you just stop that. Then after that, it's fine already because here is someone who's not a natural saver already making an effort to actually save some money. So it's very mm. good. good. Now, on the flip side, is also actually true. So people who are savers, 
tend to be maybe you know they are like Scrooge. I feel her Scrooge McDuck, or they uh, are like yeah, they are they are they are stingy or in Chinese we call or or Hokkien we call kiam siam, right? So that is also something that needs to be fixed. Maybe they need to lower their savings rates to improve the quality of their life. Eat better food, you know, use better equipment at home, uh, invest in you know maybe a Dyson, uh, you know, vacuum cleaner, right? And get people like that to realize that hey, it's not just about the dollars that you save, but it's also the value that you get out of paying for that amount, mm. right? Right, right, okay. right. That's a, that's actually a pretty interesting take. That actually, I don't think not many will actually consider because yeah. usually the guys will be like the, I will say like guys because they have like a lot of pride and ego, right? Yeah. So they naturally, they would want to spoil their significant yeah, yeah, other. Yeah, so yeah. they don't really care if they are a saver or not. Yeah. But if she's a saver, she's a keeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. okay. Okay, so the point number two that they actually wrote is that um, valuing consistency over novelty can be the key to long-term success and actually i agree to this like um if there's like any sort of arguments or problems that arise uh, in the short term uh, the best way to solve it is actually solve it there and there mm. like don't take it to the extent that uh like months or even years yeah. then only you start to point out hey actually i don't like what you did to me like yeah, one year ago so true. yeah actually what what are your take on this I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm trying to connect what you just said and and this. What, what they're trying to say is that is is that okay. So let's let's say like honey, like right, those right, general right. kind of dating, right? Right, right. The first thing is, of course, you're gonna be very lovey dovey, right, right, because right. you're just starting off fresh, yeah. right? So you go to honeymoons, yeah. you go to like trips or whatsoever. But as the years goes by, yeah, I mean, you correct. start to get used to people. Yeah. Then you start to have like you know, I prefer to stay at home instead of going to honeymoon already. Yes, you start yes. to reveal your true. Your true face, uh, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's somewhat like, it's not really like a consistent, yeah. like consistent yeah. like output. Uh, yes. I would say, yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm trying to come from. Uh. So actually, uh, this is very interesting because um, generally, especially on a girl side, right? They like it when you put conscious effort into planning, doing things, yep. or whatever, right? They like that part and that, is usually happening at the beginning of the relationship. And then as you say, as it progresses, then that it dies out. out. Yeah, it fades now, the reason out, yeah. it fades out is because I think it's, I think it's just a natural way of things. It, it has to happen because, um, I was just listening to a clip yesterday on um, TikTok, right? That said that 99% uh, of your brain is unconscious. That what goes on in your head is unconscious. Mm, 99%. Uh, so when you're trying to stress and be conscious about everything you do, right? Uh, you're only applying that 1%, right? I mean, that kind of makes sense why I cannot remember what I had for breakfast yeah, yesterday. exactly. Uh, okay. So what am I trying to say is that you people need to move from conscious relationship competence to unconscious relationship competence. Okay, so let me break it down, right? There are four states you can uh, always be in, in a relationship, okay? And I, I think people who are listening, who are dating or have dated can, uh, um, can, uh, what I call it, can relate to this. So the lowest level is when you, are, when you have unconscious competence, uh, incompetence, mm, sorry. Okay. So it means you are bad at it and you don't know. That's the worst one. In fact, a lot of times that's the case, right? People have, maybe they have uh, incredibly impatient or they have anger issues or they are incredibly like, uh, 
like they're not uh maybe they're not very empathetic or they don't care whatever lah right rude but they don't know mm. so they keep on going thinking it's the right thing or thinking there's no problem yeah. so that's at the bottom of the barrel get rid of that second thing is conscious incompetence so you are rude you're impatient but you know you are yeah but you're conscious mm. okay great so that's way better than the fourth one but you still have the problem right of your your issues and your characters and what and beliefs and all that then the next level which is only number two is conscious incompetence now why is that rank number two because you are competent now now you 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 can be good at a relationship but you're you're applying your mind consciously so there's a lot of effort required mental effort required and unfortunately even though at second place that's what a lot of people both men and women want they want their partners to be consciously competent but that's number two the best one is unconscious competence meaning you are good without thinking you just do mm. it. it it's something like a habit right like yes, you unconsciously exactly. like do it like yes. for example you always like uh make coffee for her like ah, unconsciously you just like, wake yeah. up and so what i'm tying back to this point because i think that's where uh consistency comes from consistency cannot come from conscious competence because right it's it's draining lace yeah, yeah, yeah it's mentally it's yeah yeah definitely but yeah. To achieve that, you need unconscious competence where it's automatic, second nature. Do it, and for that to happen, you need repetition and training. Mm. But the problem is, a lot of people want the finished product in their partners. They don't want to train. They don't have the patience. They want it now. Yeah, yeah. Same applies to investing. I mean, exactly. <laughs> everybody wants the results, but they don't yeah. want to do the process. They don't. Yeah, the and process. then then yeah. they create. And part of it is, you know, watching Disney movies and chick flicks or like, oh, you complete me or you're, you're perfect. No, there isn't. Like it's it's a WIP. It's a work in progress. Yes. And once you reorient your thinking to start from there, then you know, okay, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. And if you are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do work, then I'm like, okay. Well, if you don't want to do work, then you stay where you are. Mm. So for you guys and girls, remember, yeah. unconscious yes. competent. It's and it's key. not a bad thing. Okay, people say that no, you I want you to plan and be conscious. No, yeah. Okay, yeah. the final point we have here is okay. So going through a tough times can be an opportunity rather than a hindrance. Uh, okay, yeah. I think I, I think I briefly mentioned this also before that is uh, uh, something with the argument uh, Yeah, like uh, take arguments as an way of solving a potential problem in the future. Yeah, yeah. like if you solve it right now then in the future, you know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing to investing. I mean, most people see tough times as bad and they want to avoid the market. They don't yeah. want to invest, right? Yeah. Uh, rather than actually going into the market and understanding what's happening and from there, seizing opportunity, all kinds of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it kind of explains it that way. Uh, but what is there any thoughts do you have for this point? Yeah, you know, uh, so, one of the things I'm not sure if you realize is that when people go through some sort of hardship together, they become closer. David right. Beckham and uh, his yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you That's go through cool. some some tough stuff. You will you will definitely uh, it, it, so it could break you or it could grow you stronger. It's, it's mm. very hard to be in between or to remain the same. 
So the question probably would be why, how can we turn all these challenges into an opportunity instead of to be seen as a failure or like, you know, something negative. I think a lot of it is probably ego where uh, a lot of people don't want to enter a bear market because they are fearful of seeing their stocks drop a lot. The same way people don't want bad stuff to happen in a relationship because in their imagination, a relationship should be maybe perfect or no arguments or, uh, and you know, even like, you know, people shouldn't know about all these struggles and things like that. They, they, they want to be. They just seen. want to hear the good stories. Yeah, they want to hear the good yeah. stories and, and things like that. So it's, it's pure, it's pure ego, right? Mm. And uh, that's how I would link these two things together. But if you can go past that and keep your eyes on the price and recognize that uh, hardship, suffering and all that can actually be, um, actually it's an opportunity for transformation. Then you will, you will go through it and stick through it. You won't like run at the slightest bit of discomfort. Mm. And this especially true in, in investing because we know that over time the market goes up. Or at least, at least in the US, to a lesser extent Malaysia. We know it keeps going up. And even if the market don't go up, we know good stocks go up also. Yes. Even in the bear market or flat market. Yep. You know, Japan is flat, but there are a lot of stocks that did well mm. in Japan that you just don't know any. You never right. bother to find out. So yeah, that's what I think. Okay, 100%. Okay, so uh, I think this is the end of this mini podcast. I hope you guys learned a lot from today's video. So if we talk about glove, we talk about dating, yeah, if you like those stuff, make sure you hit that like button and tap on that subscribe button so that you know when new videos are out. Uh, follow us all on our social medias, our Facebook, Instagram, all those good stuff. Links are all in the description. Uh, and I think we'll see you in the next one. See yeah, you guys. See you guys. Bye-bye.